Have you thought about becoming a nurse entrepreneur but aren't sure where to even begin? I've been there, and I have some wisdom and ideas to share from my own experience. So let's talk about my 10 steps to nurse entrepreneurship right here on episode 179 of The Nurse Keith Show. Well, hello and welcome to The Nurse Keith Show. I am so grateful that you're listening, whether it's your first time tuning in or you've been hanging out with me for months or years. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for being part of the growing Nurse Keith Nation. I want to give a shout out to a couple listeners. My dear friend, Mary H., who recently moved back to Virginia from here in New Mexico. Mary listens every night. She's not a nurse, but she likes the sound of my voice, and I put her to sleep. I hope I don't have that effect on all of you, but Mary H., I love you for listening. And I want to give a shout out to Bradley S. down in Florida. I just saw Bradley at the NNBA National Nurses and Business Association Conference in Vegas. Bradley, thanks for being here with me. This podcast is, of course, all about you and your nursing career, and I'm here to share education, inspiration, and ideas that will get you moving in a positive and hopefully very, very inspired direction. If you want to see the show notes for this episode, you can follow at nursekeith.com forward slash episode 179. Anyway, I am thrilled that you're here, and we're going to jump into the studio and dig right into today's topic. Back on Monday, October 22nd, 2018, I published a blog post over at digitaldoorway.blogspot.com, and that was entitled 10 Steps to Nurse Entrepreneurship. So I wanted to dig into this because I get a lot of questions about how to even begin as a nurse entrepreneur. I am not an absolute expert, but I know a lot of experts, and if you need referrals for particular types of help, I can give it, but there's plenty of things I can help you with as a career coach and as an experienced nurse entrepreneur. So recently, I was at the 2018 annual conference of the National Nurses in Business Association, also known as the NNBA, and Michelle Podlesny, my dear friend and the president of NNBA, put on an amazing event. We had over 300 people, so the conference has really grown but still maintains that family and community atmosphere and environment that really engages everyone in conversation and the sense of belonging. So whether you lack business acumen or you have some and you want to learn more, the NNBA is a great community to connect with because there's so many wonderful experts and people like you, perhaps, who are just on the road or maybe haven't even embarked yet, and you can connect with them. And I would love for many of you to join me at the 2019 NNBA in October of this coming year, the new year. So... There's so many things to think about in terms of entrepreneurship, and I know it is overwhelming, but we're going to begin with a little review of what a business actually does. And we can break it down like this. A business identifies a problem or what sometimes is referred to as a pain point of a particular target audience or target market or niche. And then that business delivers a product or service 
that solves that problem. The conundrum here or the challenge here is that we need to make sure we identify a problem that people actually have. And we have to make sure that those people who have that problem are potentially willing to pay for your solution to their problem. That's business. So in the blog post, just like I've talked about on stage and at various conferences, I talk about the fact that business or the exchange of services and products for either money or barter or whatever hasn't really changed since the days of people living in caves. Of course, things are more sophisticated now. We have social media. We have money to exchange. But thinking back on people who were cave dwellers, you might have somebody who was really good at tanning hides and making warm clothing for the winter. And then you have someone who's skilled at, let's say, making weapons or making knives out of bones. And people realize that they had particular skills. Other people had other skills. So I'm sure there was lots of bartering going on. So the person who made the knives could barter some knives for something warm to wear in the winter. So now people still barter in the 21st century, but most of us exchange money for products and services. So if you are a nursepreneur, a nurse entrepreneur or business owner, you're probably not making knives out of bones, but there's probably things that you are very good at or products you're developing or have developed that will help you move the needle and attract an audience. And in the blog post, and right now, I want to point out RNvention. That is Wayne and Don Nix at rnvention.com. They have created the Multi-Nix tool. And it's this amazing tool I'm holding in my hand right now here at my desk. And there's a picture in the show notes, and there's also a picture in the original blog post. So they developed this product. They saw a problem. Nurses running around from place to place on their unit trying to find the right tool to do this and do that. And they created a tool that has dozens of functions of things that nurses do clinically every day, like opening IV tubing or stripping a line or whatever it happens to be. And all of those things are there in this one lightweight tool that you can put in your pocket. So this really stands out as a golden example of identifying a problem, creating a product, marketing that product to a viable market. So I love the Multinix. I really recommend it. And there are plenty of other nurses out there creating actual physical products. You can go to nurseborn.com, and that's a website where nurse-created products are sold under the Nurseborn moniker. So there are plenty of people out there. So again, your business has to do with whatever it is you're offering to solve a problem for a particular group of people. So tip number one is your idea. Like Don and Wayne had this brainstorm of this tool that would help clinical nurses not have to run around looking for a number of different tools. Maybe your idea is starting a home health agency, or maybe you want to be a private duty case manager, or maybe you're a freelance writer like myself. Whatever it happens to be, you need to figure out what your idea is, find the compelling story behind your idea, the story that can sell what it is you are offering to your target market, and then solidify and sharpen your idea and your story. 
Now, number two, tip number two, is that you have to do your research. Of course, once you have an idea, you want to bring it to fruition. So starting a home health agency, there's a lot involved in that. And there are plenty of people out there who can advise you about what that would take. And I actually understand some of the machinations of how to get a home health agency off the ground. So there's plenty of different aspects of that that need to be researched. You need to make sure there's room in the market in your local area for a home health agency. You need to make sure that you are accepting insurance and what that will what that will entail to accept insurance can be pretty much a nightmare. Or are you going to be private duty? Are you just going to do cash? So there's plenty of ways to look at this. And if you're going to manufacture a physical product like Don and Wayne have, you need to figure out how to develop a prototype, find a manufacturer, how to distribute the product, how to apply for a patent or a trademark. There's so much involved research is really where the rubber hits the road. That's what you need to do first. That's why I often recommend the National Nurses and Business Association because it's a great place to commune with other nurse entrepreneurs who know a lot and you can pick their brains and find out what you need to do to do the research and your due diligence to start your business venture. And a quick aside here, I just want to say that a business venture doesn't mean you quit your job and all of a sudden you're self-employed. It took me seven years to get to that place. Might take you one year, might take you six months, or you might quit your job tomorrow after listening to this podcast and you might go right out there and start a business. So it could be a little side project to make a few hundred dollars extra a month, or it could be a full-blown business. It's really up to you and there are no rules. Anyway. I digress. On to number three, identify your target market and your niche, the audience, who are you trying to reach, and are they willing to pay you for the solution to whatever problem you've identified that they apparently have? It's often been said that the riches are in the niches, meaning that if you narrow your niche more and more and more and more, that will help you identify who is willing to pay you for what it is you are offering. Now, My niche is professional nurses anywhere in the English-speaking world. That is pretty big niche, and I may end up narrowing it over time. That depends on the market, and I'm continuing and always am doing research to make sure I am targeting the right people in my advertising, et cetera, et cetera. For instance, if I'm offering career coaching to every nurse on the planet who speaks English, Of course, like I said, that's a big niche. There are other nurse career coaches coming out of the woodwork now. There's a couple now. One is a life coach. One coaches just nursing students and brand new nurses. So someday I might decide to narrow my niche to middle-aged nurses like myself, nurses who are second career, for instance. So I can continue to narrow the scope of my practice as a coach, and I may be willing to do so. But being flexible and willing to change how you target your market and who your target market is, is a very important skill and something to bear in mind. Now, tip number four is to seek support in setting up your business. The NNBA, like I've mentioned, is a great place to go for support. You can also go to score.org, and there are SCORE centers in many cities and towns, including here in tiny Santa Fe, where there are often retired business people who mentor people like you and me for free. 
So score.org is a great place to go. You can also just look up small business incubators in your area or the Small Business Administration, which is a national organization. Score is definitely the place to begin, as is the NNBA. If you hang out with people who know a little more than you, who have been around the block a few more times than you, that's how you're going to learn. That's how you find mentors and guides. And seeking support is definitely what you want to do at any point in your entrepreneurial journey. Number five, you want to choose a name for your business. And you need to think carefully about that because that is part of your brand. The name of your company is going to be everywhere. Your business cards, social media, your website, your letterhead, your checks, your credit cards, everything like that. You want to make sure you choose a name that works for you. I chose Nurse Keith Coaching because I have a coaching practice, but my overarching website is nursekeith.com. I was careful not to make it nursekeithcoaching.com because a day may come, I was looking into the future where I may not offer coaching anymore and nursekeith.com may change in what it offers. So I kept the URL, the web address, slightly more generic so I can play with it over time. However, Nurse Keith Coaching works for me at the moment in terms of the name of my coaching practice itself. I hope that makes sense. And we are gonna come back from the break shortly and go through tips number six through 10. We'll be back soon. Well, we're going to take a quick pause for the cause about how you can support the Nurse Keith Show. That's right. You can become a patron of the Nurse Keith Show, just like other listeners who value this show so much that they want to give just a little bit each month to support the work we're doing here. When you pledge, you not only get the satisfaction of helping produce and support the show, you also get some pretty cool premiums from me. So just head over to patreon.com forward slash Nurse Keith. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Nurse Keith to read all about it. Also, please consider signing up for my newsletter over at nursekeith.com so that you can receive my bi-weekly message to you right to your inbox. And remember to leave a rating and review of the Nurse Keith Show over on Apple Podcasts and iTunes because it really helps other people find the show. So those are my sincere asks of you, dear listener. So now let's get back to the Nurse Keith Show and the subject at hand. And we are back. We were just talking about my top five tips, the first five in terms of launching your nurse entrepreneur venture. Now we are going to jump into tips six through 10. An important part of your business, the creation of your business is the structure. So tip number six is creating a structure. That means LLC. Limited Liability Corporation, an S-Corp, a J-Corp, or a sole proprietorship. Those are the four that I've identified that are the common business corporate structures that my friends and colleagues and people I know have used in terms of incorporating their particular business. 
I cannot give you the definitive advice right here. It is not my wheelhouse, but I know it's important. So you want to either seek legal counsel or go to a registered agent, an RA, someone who helps with taxes and incorporation and things like that. Make sure you get the right advice and create the right structure for yourself. It can be changed down the road, but I understand it's not the easiest thing to do. Your local SCORE office at SCORE.org can also set you up with a mentor who will advise you on all of these particular things. So creating the structure is super, super important. Now, number seven is to set up your finances. You want to have somewhat of a firewall between your personal finances and your business finances. This again is not my wheelhouse. It's not something I know a whole lot about, but I do know that I created an LLC so that my liability, even though if someone really wanted to sue me, they could come after my personal assets, but a LLC or a corporation sets up somewhat of a firewall between your personal and your business finances. So I have a checking account under the name of my business, I have a savings account, and I have a corporate credit card. Pretty simple. I also have a PayPal account associated with my business. So setting up your finances, getting your ducks in a row, figuring out how you're going to do all that with an accountant, that is super important. Now, number eight is to create a web presence. Every business needs a web presence. Even if your business happens to be quote unquote brick and mortar, like a home health agency with an actual office and employees, a web presence is just what's expected by the public in the 21st century. And a web presence also includes your social media presence. Now, a lot of you might say, I don't do social media. And I would say, well, if you want to be a business person, you need to learn to do it or hire someone to help you to do it. A web presence is absolutely, positively essential. You cannot do without it. I have chosen to hire people to build my website, and I've hired some people to help me with some of my social media. You can do it all yourself. I wouldn't necessarily recommend building a website yourself, but it can be done. It's just not something I choose to spend my time doing. But creating that web presence is essential. Speaking of help, getting reliable help, tip number nine is hiring help. Aside from your mentors, the people at SCORE, the people at the small business incubator in your town, maybe your colleagues and friends and family members, you're probably at some point going to have to hire contractors or maybe even employees to get you through certain parts of the setup and the running of your business. At this time in my business, in my career, I have a podcasting coach who helps me with making sure my podcast is running right and figuring out ways to make it better and better for you, the listener. I have a social media coordinator who doesn't do all of my social media, but does quite a bit so that if I'm sick or on vacation or I'm busy, I know that some social media is happening even while I'm unavailable. I also have a web designer. I got the website designed, but then it needs tweaks over time and updates. So I have someone to help me because I just can't figure out that stuff by myself. So I need help. I also have a podcast producer, someone who edits and produces this podcast 
Tim of thepodcastinggroup.com. He's amazing and his team is wonderful. And finally, I have an accountant slash tax preparer. That does sound like a lot, doesn't it? I didn't have all these people in place at the beginning. It's been a process. I've even had several business coaches along the way, and business coaching is definitely a very, very important investment for the health of your business. In terms of a business plan, you need mentors, you need people in your life and in your world to help you come up with the plans. I've laid out the skeleton of a plan, but someone has to really help you or you can help yourself to come up with a solid business plan and how you're going to attack this particular endeavor in your life. Tip number 10, the final tip is to be nimble and be willing to pivot. Pivot is a big word out there in the business and corporate and entrepreneurial world. My friend Kevin Ross uses it all the time. You need to be able to change with the economic and market winds that blow. I'll give you an example. When I first started out coaching, I was doing mostly health and wellness coaching for nurses, and it really didn't feel like my particular area of greatest strength, but I was giving it a shot. But what happened was that everyone who started to come to me was asking for career advice because they liked the things that I had to say on my blog and in my articles about nursing careers. So I retooled and shifted and pivoted. I was nimble and I flexed by changing from health and wellness and self-care and burnout prevention for nurses to career-oriented coaching for nurses, though the health and wellness is worked into that. So I shifted and changed and evolved my business based on the feedback I was getting from my target market, which is you, nurse out there in the world. So nimbleness is paramount. You need to flex. You need to pivot. You need to be able to roll with the punches and change when you need to change. So that's why having people in your corner who will help you do that is super, super important as well, because these are big decisions and you want to make prudent decisions and do your due diligence so that you make the right moves. So those are my top 10 tips for launching a nurse-centric entrepreneurial venture. This list is not exhaustive. I am not a absolute expert in all of these areas, though I can help you with quite a few of these pieces of the launch and visioning and the process of coming up with your ideas for your business and creating content. I also know lots and lots of people, especially those in the NNBA community, who can help you even more. And I'm happy to refer you when I don't know how to answer your questions. So if you are thinking about starting some sort of nurse entrepreneurial adventure, hit me up and we can have a chat at least, talk about your plans, your ideas, your motivations, your fears, and we can see how I can help you and maybe how other people can help you too to get it off the ground. So there you have it. I really appreciate you listening. This is episode 179. And again, you can go to nursekeith.com forward slash the word episode and the number 179 to read the show notes, see these 10 tips, see some links that I shared to score to the NNBA, etc., and a link to the original blog post at digitaldoorway.blogspot.com. 
So I hope you feel uplifted and empowered from this episode, and I want you to take inspired action every day in the interest of your professional satisfaction and your career development and really your personal happiness and well-being. The Nurse Keith Show, like I said, is edited and produced by Tim Hollowell of thepodcastinggroup.com. Social media and promotion are handled by Mark Cappy Spiesen. They are two people for whom I am eternally grateful for their help with the Nurse Keith Show and with marketing of Nurse Keith Coaching and NurseKeith.com. I want you to stay positive, care for yourself and others, take inspired action in the interest of your career, and keep tuning in again and again as we explore how to take your life and your career to the next level. Be well, dig deep, seek joy, and keep in touch. And adios till next time from beautiful Santa Fe, New Mexico. Talk to you soon. 